Hello and welcome to another live episode of After 5 at Jumix. And today we're feeling a little bit pumped and, you know, really, really active and excited because our special guest for today is someone who is super active, super fit. You know, we're talking about martial arts kind of fit. You know? It's not a regular fitness like you always say. Okay, so as usual, I am your host. My name is Sandsteel together with my partner over here, Deanna. Yeah, so Deanna, what, who is our special guest for today. Okay, hello and welcome back to another live episode of After 5 at Jumix. So for sure, uh, today we have a very, like what Sense has told us, a very passionate, a very active guest we have today. And he is, he has been, I mean, for you that in martial arts or in fitness or you own a gym, I'm sure you have heard of his name, you know what he do. And uh, so of course, his name is FS. Uh, many people call him for SS for many reasons. That's what he told us. So I did, I'm just quoting it. Uh, he is 30, 30 years old this year. And he has been in the martial arts or I would just say in this, his industry for almost half of, of his life. Okay. So you can do the numbers. You can do the maths. I'm not going to go too much on that. So he was actually born in Selangor and he has been training for X years. Okay. Do your maths. Do your maths. Okay. Uh, so he actually is, uh, his profession is an engineer and he graduated from, uh, from, uh, University of Monash, of course, in mechanical engineering. So he's, uh, the most experienced Malaysian pro boxing referee under the World Boxing Council and Ocean Pacific Boxing Federation. I know it sounds very uh, unfamiliar to you if you have you are not in this industry, but don't worry. Later, he'll definitely you know go through what he do and what are all these councils about. And so he is a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu under Professor Bronino Barbosa. Okay, I've met a uh, professor before, and he's an amazing guy. So he's the bronze medalist in IBJJF. Okay, I think this is a, a very technical term that I don't even know too. This is this was sent from uh, FS. So later, if you have any questions at all, do leave it in the comment section. So uh, he's the bronze medalist in this IBJJF Asian Open Championship 2019 Japan. So I'm sure he toured the world as well. Later, we can we can definitely ask him on you know his touring experience. And he trains with Malaysian's MMA pioneer Melvin Yeo. And Malaysia's jiu-jitsu coach, of course, Professor Brunino Barbosa himself. So uh, today, of course, you will be very, very excited to see how, you know, Team Amada is, you know, training with FS himself. And we will also be giving away three passes, three one-week free trial passes uh, to train together with his team. So all you have to do right now is you go to the live, I mean, the live comment section and comment get fit okay very easy get fit all you have to do is comment and at the end of this live stream we'll be announcing three winners from the comment section so keep on doing the comments you know just go get fit get fit and we'll be choosing three lucky winners for today so without further ado please uh welcome fs chain virtual clap yeah. virtual clap hi Hi, Hello. Hi. How are you feeling today? Yeah. Welcome. Doing okay. Doing okay. Yes. Not hard enough yet. How is this yeah. as exciting as being in the ring itself or not? Uh, no, it's actually getting me nervous. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. okay. It, it will get yeah. better. I promise. Okay. All so right. uh, please tell us about yourself. Like, How did you get involved in martial arts in the first place? Ah, okay, so um, I got into martial arts back in high school when I was about mm -hmm. 15. Mm -hmm. And I've never actually been really serious about it until I was in college. Mm. Yeah, so um, I, I trained jiu-jitsu, I trained boxing, I trained Muay Thai, and mm -hmm. I fought some MMA. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I ended up not fighting anymore, but maybe I can get <laughs> back into it, but who, who knows, right? But I still yeah. compete actively in jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. yeah and yeah so how i got involved in it was back in college when i was in sunway university before i go to monash mm -hmm. right and then i was loitering in the sunway pyramid and uh -huh. i happened to see an mma uh, competition going on and what's crazier was that the particular match that i was watching was my coach mm -hmm. which is oh. actually oh. my high school teacher 
Yeah. Oh, okay. He was okay. My high school teacher, he, yeah. and he was teaching me moral education back then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, moral education. Moral education and, and, become yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, and he was fighting with one of my friend, uh, Sam mm-hmm. Sam Chan, mm-hmm. which is also my supplier for the gym. Mm, okay. And yeah, so we were still very close. Always still very close, and it was that moment that triggered me to get back into martial art. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. And and I choose to be with the people that can help me grow more. Which sh- special shout out to my coach, Melvin and Professor Bruninho. And mm-hmm. along the way, there's a lot of other coaches like Coach Vincent and Coach Christian. A lot of them, Cristiano. There's too many of them along the way. But yeah, I choose to stick with the people here. Can you can you count around how many coaches that I mean, how many people have coached you in your martial arts life, or or well, yeah, so to say? I think about four that seriously coach mm-hmm. me four yeah mm-hmm. and even now i, I also uh, do strength and conditioning and mm-hmm. i was mentored by um the trainers of all trainers in malaysia sebastian like mm-hmm. he's really legit if you're in kl if you're in clang valley you, you should look up for him so so during the the first time when you saw this fight when you were in college was mm-hmm. it like uh wow it's cool i want to go in and i want to get involved or is something like hey i think i can do that too that kind of taught when you joined you know yeah because uh, back then when i was still in high school which is mm-hmm. i always have this conversation with my school teacher which is melvin which happens to be mm-hmm. my coach now we always mm-hmm. have this conversation of like uh back then there is not ufc that was like pride in japan so yeah. it's, it's mma events right and mm-hmm. yeah we we're talking about it back and forth back and forth but i never really got to like firsthand tried it and then yeah so when I saw that fight, I was like, why not get back into it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like during, during your time being an engineer, right? You mm-hmm. were still thinking so fondly about martial arts. Yeah. So how did that really happen? Um, you mean like, how did I leave the profession or how? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, when I was still studying in college, so my parents mm-hmm. are actually working in Penang back then. Mm-hmm. So they had projects here. So I visit during the summer break, right? So I, I like the island. I really like it. I, I don't like big cities. So mm-hmm. yeah, and same, then I, I, mm-hmm. once I graduated and then I just line up my job here in, in, in Penang. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then during that period, I was actually working for MNC company as a service engineer. And funny thing is that I actually work from home. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I was a work from home okay. engineer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I do have a lot of free time. So I decided to why not just train, you know, and you know, compete a little bit, you know, and see who wants to train around here. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's how it went. So yeah, and I would say it's a blessing in disguise that I quit mm-hmm. my job as an engineer because yeah, I broke up with my ex girlfriend. I didn't have any commitment, you know, and then just <laughs> why not, right? Why not? Yeah. yeah. There's nothing to yeah. hold me back anymore. So why not? Yeah. Yeah. But giving up a profession that way, especially in engineering, did your mm-hmm. parents or, or your peers at all think that it's a waste for you to do that? Well, yeah, they, they, they certainly think that like, um, why would I quit my job? It's a stable yeah. job. It, it pays good. You know, why, why would I get out of it? So, my dad was actually really not agreeing it, mm-hmm. but my mom was like, just do what you want. And then, yeah. yeah, I just got to prove a point to my dad then, I guess. And yeah, when I, when I left um, the engineering job, my dad keep telling me like, Hey, get back into it, get back into it. I was, I was like, then I took out their own words. I said, you remember you told me like, if I graduated, I can do anything I want. So yeah, <laughs> here I go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very straightforward, direct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so in this case, you were you were training and all that. And did you when did you start the coaching? Um, I started coaching in two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I I was very fresh. I don't really know a lot of stuff because being being a coach and being a practitioner is mm-hmm. is really really difficult. Like yeah. there is so much difference. Like. You have to put yourself in someone's shoes to think like what they know, what they don't know. It, it's not like, you know, my coach just tell me what to do. I just do it. Now it's like, mm-hmm. I have to think and tell this person what to do. Yeah. So it, was, it was really difficult. But during that time, if, if it was a little bit you know, difficult being a coach, why did you even start a gym instead? 
You know, it's, um, it's a whole new level. Yeah, true, true, true. Because um, I, I, I actually tried to find and train in other gyms. I, I did train in another gym in, in, in town, in Georgetown with Cristiano, mm-hmm. Professor Cristiano back then. It was mm-hmm. like four years ago, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, after he left, like, I don't, I don't see anyone that has the same mindset to, to build a strong connection and trust, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm away from my coach, which is, he's in Johor. I'm, I'm here in Penang. So it's like one North, one South. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and, and I always have the desire to like build something from scratch. And I was like, why not? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we continue to the next one, which Sans will be taking over, I, I did I did see like a issue in terms of location. For example, like you said that your coach is in Johor, and then yeah. you actually saw the match in KL, and yeah. then there are so many location. You know, yeah. you fly here and there. So actually, what is the major differences? You know, training in Penang, being based in Penang, but the other you know major championships are actually out of Penang. Like yeah. what, how, how do you manage that? Yeah. So when I trained to compete, like after 2016, I didn't really want to go back into competition because I'm not training. Mm-hmm. Right. So traveling back and forth is always difficult. So my coaches try to like help me online, like meaning like they, oh. they show me, they explain to me a lot of stuff, but you have to really like ask like questions like they always tell me this there's, there's no stupid questions you you just ask mm-hmm. if you don't know you just ask so mm-hmm. i i asked the stupidest question and guess well i guess scolded for some of it but you know at the end of the day it's good yeah mm. so you are actually not i mean you are very familiar with learning online especially even physical sports like that yeah oh okay i, I, okay. I see I, think- I see i see the potential in in able, ability to do that but there are still limitation if if you are from scratch zero, it's very mm-hmm. hard. But mm-hmm. if you have a very good foundation, a very good basic, it, mm-hmm. you'll be okay. You'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think this one, Sans will go through it with you because you're going to dissect it further later. <laughs> so, right. Sans, can you yeah. please yeah. turn, I mean, go into your topics? Yes. Yeah, so, FS, you see, yeah. um, you know, coming from an engineering background and also from someone who just like, being a coach or a trainer that you tie with a gym, right? So you're actually, back then you're actually like an employee, but right now yeah. you're actually converting yourself into a business owner. Yeah. So, you know, previously you have, you just have to train people and coach people, but right now you have to do a lot of things. You have to train people, yeah. coach people and still manage your own business and you, because exactly. you have your own gym and you have your center and stuff. Yeah. So how do you manage all of this? You know, it's, it's not easy for someone that, you know, just doing coaching and now you have to manage the whole business and doing all the things yourself. Yeah, I would say like uh, the, the main big difference would be mentality. Mm. Like um, okay. most of the time I get from a lot of people that I, I'm like split personality. <laughs> Why? Like one Why moment I'm okay, one moment I'm not okay, one moment I'm frustrated, one moment I'm not okay. You know, one moment I'm laughing, the next moment I'm fine. Yeah, I guess like you, you just got to learn how to adapt really mm-hmm. quick. And and I need to like just split my personality to put myself in other people's mm-hmm. shoes to understand what they're going through when I was a coach, when I'm coaching, mm-hmm. right? So when I'm coaching, I just don't don't think about the business. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and my, my coach Melvin, he, he always tells me this, you, you, can, you can have one thing. You either build someone to be really good and make no money, or you make the money and build no one. Mm-hmm. right and yeah. that's why i brought blast uh, which is diana's friend right mm-hmm. i brought blast into the gym to 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 manage the operations mm-hmm. so i can actually relieve my job a little bit at, on running the business and operations and i can just coach because that's what i like to do and i also like running business but there's a lot of things you know at the front end and the back end so it's it's really difficult to juggle that yeah yeah i think that's a pretty smart move because you know a lot of people who just like started their business they want to do everything by themselves but actually you yeah. know uh, as someone who yeah, has been through that yeah. it's really really tough and yeah. you have to hire the right people to do the right job exactly yeah. because so, you, you wouldn't want to waste money as well yes yes uh, because if you do everything by yourself you're going to waste money and waste time as well Right. Correct. So I, I want to understand a little bit more about the initial struggles, like, you know, when you first mm-hmm. started, 
from you know from scratch. I don't think you have any experience in business at all back then, because yeah. you you have an engineering background. So so how do you like actually learn about business? You know, starting out uh, a gym, go and do the rental and stuff. What is the struggles when it comes to running this kind of martial arts business? And how did yes. you overcome it? So basically, um, uh, I did have a little bit of background in business, especially in oh, sales, okay. because oh. um, my sister runs a t-shirt manufacturing factory, so oh. I used to work for her. We're back in college, so and my dad actually was studying his MBA in Penang in Wawasan Open University back oh. then. So um. I learned a little bit here and there. I, I listened to my dad talk and he said like, you need to do this survey. You need to do a market survey, a location survey. You have to look at the price point. You have to go to people and ask them like, what would, are they willing to pay? So like, I think the the biggest struggle at the end of the day, after I got all the business model out was to look for capital funding. Mm. Right. Okay. So um, what actually happened was I, 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 Saved up some money while I was working as an engineer. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, the crazy part was that I sold my car just for it. Oh, wow. I see. Yeah. And I took a loan from my mom, you know, to have mm. enough money to build a gym that is not really a gym yet. Yeah. Mm. It was back then, it was really simple, really basic. Uh, I think Diana visited the old place before. Yeah. yeah it mm. only has like a few punching bags and stuff like that. And like currently, the new place is like amazing. Mm. Yeah. But of course, I still have plans to go even further. But yeah, one step at a time. Yes, for sure. I think that's that's pretty amazing that how you come out from you know from scratch. And it's very lucky that you're surrounded like by by your parents, by your sisters, yeah. and your family that have a little bit of background that can really input and you know give you advices on this. Correct, you know, com- coming to that, that we also learned that <laughs> Team Amada Penang is very very active in social media that we, we rarely see, um, you know, like fitness or gym that is very active in social media. So I think that's pretty interesting that uh, what's your take in this, you know, this whole COVID, post-COVID-19 era that how do you see social media can help your business? Ah, okay. So how it would help? Basically, I, I, I look at it in, in the sense that I, I, I have this template, right? I came up with a template and I just... Google every single marketing strategies that's out there. So, and then let's be honest, it's the digital world. So let's go digital. Before this, I did, I did try like printed medias. I did try like, um, going from, you know, like, like post box to post box, putting it one by one flyers. I, I tried everything, even putting on people's car and it just didn't work. So I got to admit to the fact that it's a digital world. So yeah, we, we, during MCO, I think I had a few funny videos, mm-hmm. you know, like Blast was doing, my, my girlfriend Blast, she, she's helping out. So she did some funny videos and stuff like that to try to, you know, keep up in trend, right? But we add a flavor of martial arts into all the trending videos. And mm-hmm. I think like, if you actually know how to leverage on digital marketing, any business can leverage on it. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, I think you talk about, you know, creating videos uh, during the uh, MCO period. Yeah. So, so what's your view on like doing a video call, for example, if because you are a coach, but because during the MCO, you cannot like, you know, physically together with your students. So like, do you do like video call training through, through the internet or something uh, like that? I personally thought about it, but, you know, I didn't do it at the end of the day because mm. I don't find it possible to coach someone on martial because there are so many variables to technique, especially I focus a lot on application in my mm. class rather than just, you know, fitness boxing. I, I, I don't know how other gyms in Penang run it, but for me, it's like, if you're going to learn it, you might as well know how to do it and protect mm. yourself or punch someone in the face, yeah. you know? And yeah, like, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, I, I, I don't think it's very easy for beginners to, to how do I put it, practice it especially mm. through video. So yeah, like on hand, I, I always have this technique called puppeting. Yeah, so I will make my students, if they are very new, I'll just make them my string puppet. So <laughs> I'll just control them. Yeah. So oh. in order to get the movement right or how to adjust it and all that. Mm-hmm. But I did try coaching one of my friend, Edward. He's a jiu-jitsu competitor as well mm-hmm. on weightlifting. 
and mm-hmm. it turned out pretty good because weightlifting, as long as you have some fundamentals, you adhere to it, I, I think it's pretty okay. So you see, um, what is your advice if someone that is new or someone who at least has some base that because they're, they're stuck in home, I mean, back then. Uh, so yeah. if, if they just like go on YouTube to you know model exactly mm-hmm. what, what the coach is doing, are they going to hurt themselves or are they able to pick up the skills or not? Okay, um, let's put it in two perspectives. Some people would say, um, okay, I follow a fitness video. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's bodyweight fitness video, no problem. As long as you don't do something that your body cannot do, it's fine. But okay. if it's boxing or, or jujitsu, I think having someone to watch over will be better. Like mm-hmm. so that you don't you don't create a bad habit. Because mm-hmm. a lot of time, like um even we have new trials coming in every day. I, I don't know if they watch too much YouTube or, or whatever it is, but you know, it just, they just come in like having tons of expectation, mm. right? So they come in and then they, they decided to just simply punch and I said, Hey, look, you're going to hurt yourself or you would probably just build a bad habit. So, mm. and once you build a bad habit, it's really, really, really difficult to change because mm. like, I mean, like think about bad habits, like people smoking, mm. right. Or, yeah. Okay. or whatever it is right it's it's very difficult to kick away a bad habit yeah. yeah i think i think when it comes to martial arts it's still better to have someone that really you know uh, hold their hands you know control yeah, their body gesture. exactly that, exactly. that is the way to go but i think yeah. when it comes to you know fitness right i mean in general a lot of people will have misconception like they they, they are not sure that whether i can follow this or you know, I can just do it myself or I yeah. really need to get a coach. So I think for that topic, I will pass it back to Deanna that she has right. a lot of, you know, this kind of common misconception to <laughs> you know, ask from you. All right. Yeah, yeah. So let's start with what is the true definition behind fitness? This, um, this definition itself, I think a lot of people just get it wrongly. Fitness, is, is fitness health? And is health fitness? Is martial yeah, arts fitness okay. and health? You see, it's, it's, it's quite confusing. Yeah. So how do you actually know if someone is healthy? It's actually through a health screening. And how do you know mm-hmm. if someone is really fit? It's through a fitness screening. Mm-hmm. Right? So a lot of people will say like, oh, that guy looks healthy. Oh, or he looks very fit. He must be very healthy. He can look very fit, meaning body composition fitness, is which is... Fitness has a lot of criteria like joint flexibility and, and mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. There's, there's too many things or how heavy you can live, how strong you are. You know, all that is categorized under fitness. But let's put the most general people look at body composition, meaning mm. I look very fit. I must be mm. healthy. Mm. I can look very fit, but what if I'm smoking? Am I healthy? Yeah. I'm mm. probably not healthy there, right? Or I can be really healthy, right? I can look mm-hmm. very healthy. But when I check my body composition, my BMI might not be right. I might be mm-hmm. overweight. For, mm-hmm. my, for my height, I might be overweight. Or, or uh, I might have a flexibility issue. Uh, you know, I do a screening. Uh, maybe I cannot lift too heavy or, or, or something's wrong with my body. So that is like fitness. So there's a lot of criteria towards fitness. Like most important is a uh, cardio. I think cardiovascular that everyone talk about, you know, cardio, high intensity exercise and all that. So um, in order to do a cardiovascular testing, we call it the VT2 uh, ventilatory threshold uh, testing. In order to, to, to do that, it's, it's actually a lot of work and not everyone can pass. Even though you are healthy, you, you do a screening with a the doctor. They say your blood pressure is okay. Your heart is okay. Your BMI is okay. And when you do the fitness test, you fail, you're actually not fit. Mm, yeah. yeah. I understand. So basically, we can't really judge someone from a person's look to see whether yes, are they fit or healthy. Yes. Yeah, that's, you that's can, you can, like the from a, from a person's body aestheticness, you can mm-hmm. see that they are fit. But mm-hmm. you cannot say that they are healthy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Clear. I mean, okay, even for myself, like, on a mm-hmm. weekend, I go for a drink. Well, I'm not healthy. But if I drink in moderation, I'm healthy. Mm, okay okay so i think the general idea here is to do things all moderately and don't judge the book by its cover so quickly right okay cool so this is a general idea of fitness and health i'm sure everyone listening understands this 
But when it comes to, you know, when people losing weight or mm -hmm. people going to a gym to work out, I mean, that doesn't equal fit as well. So the first yes. question that I think a lot of men and women are, I mean, searching on Google all the time is eating less carbs. Really, you know, can that really help to lose weight? Okay. So first and foremost, I would like to clarify that I'm not a certified nutritionist and I'm not mm -hmm. a dietitian. So mm -hmm. I will not tell anyone eating what is better, eating what is not better, okay? Right. So mm -hmm. I don't want to go too deep into the nutrition part, but for mm -hmm. the question that you're asking, yes, eating less carb will help to lose weight. In fact, eating anything lesser will help in losing weight, mainly because <laughs> you're in a caloric deficit. Yeah. Right? When we say caloric deficit, caloric deficit basically means I am doing more than what I put into my body. I'm exerting more energy than what energy I put into my body. So whatever we eat, there's calories. So if I mm -hmm. eat a thousand calories today, well, average humans eat about 2000, let's say. But if I am a very active person, I, I am a hard labor, let's say, means I'm in the construction business or stuff yeah. like that. I will spend maybe 3000 calories a day. So I'm in a calorie deficit. I will definitely lose weight or lose fats and, and all that. That is just basically because of a calorie deficit. But in order to mm -hmm. make calorie deficit happen, it's actually pretty easy. Just watch what you eat. Mm. Mm. But like I said just now, eating less carb will definitely make you lose weight. You can eat anything to lose weight, but not eat, eating less carb will actually not really help you if you need to be active. Like if you are a marathon runner, mm -hmm. eating less carb will actually kill you. I mean, like mm. it's really, really bad for you because carbs actually produce the energy that you need for endurance workout, for moderate mm -hmm. to vigorous workouts. So yep. in the energy system, we call it glycolysis. No, it's a scientific, mm. I'm sorry about that. Yep. But basically it's from glucose, right? Carbs breaks down to glucose yeah. and you need it. And you know, people say don't eat so much starch, but you actually need that starch to, to produce energy for your body to work. So right. if you want to eat less carb, it's fine. But mm. it depends mm. on what you are doing. If you are sedentary, not doing much, eat lesser. If you are a heavy, active person, you should eat more. Mm. Yeah, but always. How about people that are well. always sitting in an office, like me and Sans? Oh, I will. <laughs> I will definitely recommend you a very, very simple, very, very simple diet plan, which is mm -hmm. called Suku Suku Sabaro. Have you <laughs> okay. heard about it? Yeah, Suku Suku Sabaro. everything. Means, uh, no, it means quarter, quarter, half. Right. Okay. Suku Suku Sabaro. Yeah. So okay. you eat half a plate of vegetables, right? Uh -huh. You eat a quarter plate of grains, which is like noodles or rice. And you eat a quarter mm. plate of protein, like fish or chicken. Mm. I, I do that. I do that. Even I'm very active. I still do that. Less still do that. A lot of my guys, I teach that because I'm not a nutritionist. I cannot tell you how much you should eat. Mm. Counting yeah. macro calories is not something that a general public can do. It's, yes. it's crazy. It's too much work tracking all that, you know. It's it's just too crazy. If you yeah. just go with suku sparrow, it's the best thing ever because you don't have to worry too much. Just make sure your plate is not twenty inch. If your plate is twenty yeah. inch, you're gonna eat too. Yeah, then <laughs> what's about yeah. the other? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so we go with a smaller plate. Go with a regular plate, you know, like a 10, 12 mm -hmm. inch plate, and go suku suku mm -hmm. sparrow. That's yeah, interesting. Even I think um. One of Bless's friend, I don't know Diana if you know her, but she's a dietitian mm. in Glen Eagles. Oh no, I don't. Bless told me was mm. your, was a college mate or high school mate or something like that. Oh okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she's a dietitian in in nutritionist and dietitian in Glen Eagles, and mm -hmm. she recommends suku suku separo as well. Mm. Ah, okay. For the general public, yes. But okay. I've been practicing okay. this for a long, long time. Yeah. Did you mm. see a major difference after you tr you know go oh, towards yes. this kind of diet? In in two weeks. Even even my 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 assistant now, uh, Faiz, mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. went through suku suku separo for now. I think it's the seventh day. He has really uh -huh. lost two kilos. Wow! Wow! That's okay, close. okay, I'm gonna try it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I think I think it was no, it was it was about fourteen days. I think about fourteen days. Yeah, yeah it's it's still very healthy and it's mm -hmm. doing very slow exercise. You know, just very slow stuff like cycling. You know, just something that he likes to do. Yeah, and and he's losing weight constantly. You know, like I think about a kilo or a kilo and a half, something like that. But he's losing weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you heard of intermittent fasting? Oh yes, I tried it too. And intermittent fasting will be very good for you if you are a binge eater. If you are not a binge mm. eater, don't try it. 
Okay, okay. I because you people know. that has binge eating problem, right? Like I like to keep snacking and snacking and snacking. If you restrict yourself from eating for a certain hour, you won't binge. Mm, right? You right. don't binge for a certain hour. But then mm-hmm. during the window that you can eat, well, if you, you go eat, eat like crazy yeah. like that, but it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it's like getting rid of a bad habit of Correct. binge eating. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That intermittent fasting will be very great. It's actually mm-hmm. a comment that I think is quite interesting that they uh, uh she asked how how do you reject your mom or your grandmother who asks you to eat all the things that she has already cooked? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that, that's 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 a great one by Chabelle. Yeah, okay. Um, I actually won't reject it. I'll just mm-hmm. tell her cook, lesser. cook, but cook lesser. That's it, right? Or cook more vegetables, or cook more uh, meat. I'll eat less rice. It's okay to eat more protein, right? Mm-hmm. But like, like, is it possible to double up your workout or your fitness program after you have eaten a lot? Uh, like that's what I usually do for the regular people because mm-hmm. um, not everyone can train like, train like an athlete. Athletes go through a thing we call periodization. Like this period mm-hmm. we do this, next period we do that, right? But I don't think everyone can eat like an athlete or train like an athlete that be so dedicated and be so disciplined. So... Mm-hmm. I personally feel like if you eat more today, you work more later. Just plan as you go for a general public. Don't mm. don't try to tie yourself down to a program that you cannot adhere and, and you just screw up everything. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That, that's interesting. Like, I think we learned a lot of dieting, you know, just some advice and tips from that section itself. But then yeah. there's this one question I think that FS is very uh, familiar of. It is, is taking up martial arts all about self-defense or really going hardcore? Oh, you know, a lot of people think it's cool to take up martial arts, but then yeah. is it, you know? So um, martial arts are actually not all about self-defense and not going hardcore. Mm. Traditionally, mm. most people would think that martial art is self-defense, but in terms of what I categorize it, it's not the same. You mm. can know how to punch, right, in a controlled situation. Hmm. But in an attacking mode, I don't think you will know how to punch. So self-defense is basically realistic training. You mm-hmm. can try to... People that compete will fight, right? Mm-hmm. They might be able to defend themselves. They might, may, you know, not 100%. Because like a lot of people that train jujitsu, right? Mm-hmm. I always say this like, yes, you can train jujitsu because in competition, you don't punch each other. But the old school jujitsu, like traditional jujitsu was... Basically, jujitsu versus all the other martial arts. So they literally put themselves to test, right? Mm. Back then, jujitsu is with punches. Traditionally, mm. old school, we punch each other. Even my coach Melvin, he 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 asked me to punch each other during the jujitsu match. I mean, jujitsu training. I was like, okay, why not? So like Bruninho, Professor Bruninho, he asked us to try mm. to slap each other, see what happens, mm. right? And instantly, your jujitsu just shut down. Yeah. Right. You can be a purple belt or a blue belt or a brown belt. And if I punch you in the face, you might not even know jujitsu anymore. Mm. So I think training realistically will be better. Mm. Yeah. And I think I did see like a few examples that you do in your gym. You would give them a situation that mm-hmm. how would someone come and attack you and then yeah. how you react to it. Is, is that how you think that it's better to train that way? Um, I, I always believe in 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 um how do i put it applicable application like mm-hmm. what, what i did uh, let's let's take an example of yesterday's class right mm-hmm. i was teaching boxing but the week before i was actually teaching a technique a skill right so when i when i when i was in a class yesterday i i actually got a bit um boggled right mm-hmm. and because like i tried to tell them like okay try to apply it try to apply what you learned last week and they actually have trouble applying it Mm-hmm. And then I had to break it down. Okay, if you do this, maybe you can do that. If the person mm-hmm. does this, maybe you would do that. But mm-hmm. for me, maybe because it's engineering, I don't know, my engineering kick in. So for me, it's like a percentage, you know? Like if you do this and that, which is safer? Pick the, mm-hmm. pick the one that's less risk. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's more about being smart in application. Plus, mm-hmm. I'm a very small guy. I'm, I only weigh yep. like 60 kilos. So... Yeah, I, I have to be smart. I, I can't outstrangle a lot of people. I have to be smarter, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But is this kind of training different from professionally when you're training for a competition? Oh, yes, it's, it's very different. Like, mm-hmm. 
it, being an athlete, meaning training professionally, you, mm-hmm. you have to be ready in a lot of things. Like, let's say MMA fight, right? You need to know your boxing. Maybe you're fighting someone that's doing Muay Thai or karate. You don't know. Maybe you know jujitsu, but the other guy is a wrestler or sambo or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. there is no one particular way to train. But what we always do is that professionally, you will get like six week notice, four to six week notice to who you're going to fight. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. We will get a notice like we know who we will fight. Mm-hmm. Right. So we can train for that person. Then we will just fly in training partners or get training partners that, that like, that like, how do I put it? Um, that comes specialize that has that, in yeah, specialize in what that person do, and we can just train mm-hmm. around that. That's I think that's the only best specific. So when you come back to fighting and self defense, mm-hmm. it's still different. Fighting mm-hmm. you can fighting professionally, you can prepare for someone. Mm-hmm. Fighting realistically on the streets, you can't prepare. You you just yeah. have to know everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So will anyone ever be ready for a fight outside the street? I don't think so. Yes, <laughs> I I actually very agree with this because. Actually, my, my brother, a brother of mine, he's mm-hmm. actually a black belt karate. But mm-hmm. when he get robbed last time, you know, that that, pe- that person does not have any weapon at all. But yeah. like, he just doesn't like, he's not respond cautious. To enough. It. Yeah. He cannot respond at the right moment. So yeah. he get robbed as well. So he, like, yep. it, it's all about the, you know, the attention because you're going for a competition, you are ready for it. Like, you know, fight, what time you're going to fight. But when yep. it comes like in an accident, it's really tough, you know. Yes, it is yeah. really, really tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for women that are interested to take up martial arts to for self-defense, they have to, I think, train a lot to be able to really get that self-defense factor in. Would you say um, so? Let's, let's put a very simple element of what I like to use is mm-hmm. catch people by surprise. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't outstrength the person, you have to outsmart the person. And the only mm-hmm. time that you can leverage back on that is to catch them off guard. I, I talk about this in every single of my class. You have to surprise mm-hmm. them. So like females, what's your biggest worry is that you're on the ground, someone pin you down, right? Mm. So that's basically jujitsu. Mm. Mm. But yeah, you also have to be ready that when you try to respond to the threat, the person might start getting aggressive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's either you get it or you don't get it. So it's either you live on or they're going to brutally attack you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, realistically, um, I would say you have to really train to be ready, like street ready and also train to be like, even if you're competition, I, I, I just believe that if you train realistically for a fight, competition is just competition because there's yeah. rules. But mm-hmm. on the streets, there's no rules. Yeah, understand. Yeah. Okay, so the last question I have, which is something that I've been seeing during MCO, a lot yeah. of people are taking up a lot of fitness trends because they're at home, they think they can work out at home and then they can, you know, come out as a supermodel right after MCO. Oh, okay. So yeah. they are trying to get abs, they're trying to yeah. get, a, you know, a very nice booty and all that. But okay. is learning, I mean, are all these trends legit for, for people, like normal people that maybe have no experience at all to achieve what the internet says? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, first thing first is that we got to accept the simple fact it's just a clickbait. Mm. Right? <laughs> I mean, almost everything is a clickbait. Um, that's pretty simple. Um, apps in seven days. Get your six packs mm. in seven days. It's, it's just a clickbait. Right? If it's really that simple, all the trainers, all the coaches in the world run out of a job. All of us, the <laughs> dietitian, the nutrition, everyone will run out of a job. Mm-hmm. And everyone right? will have six packs. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And then it is it is possible to see result in a short period of time, mm-hmm. you know, from some really hardcore exercise, you know, impulsive dieting and, and all the other things that in the world, who, who knows what they're doing, right? But mm-hmm. let's be realistic and ask ourselves a very simple question, okay? What happens after the after? After so, achieving uh, it, how, how would it yes, happen after that? Correct. Okay, okay. Correct, right? So mm-hmm. before and after, right? So you reach yeah. the after, what are you going to do? Keep eating. If you're, mm. let's say you're dieting very, very well, what happens when mm-hmm. you reach after? You're going to stop eating or, or keep eating like crazy like you did before? If you're mm. going to do the hardcore exercise, after you reach the after, are you going to keep working out hardcore? Mm. It's what happens after the goals that matters, not how you reach the goal. Reaching mm-hmm. the goal is very, but maintaining mm-hmm. the goal is very, very important. 
So right. for me, if I would give any advice to anyone in the world, it's better mm-hmm. to take part in exercise, workout, and activities that you can adhere mm-hmm. to show that it can be sustainable program for you. If it's right. not sustainable, you won't keep doing it. If you don't keep doing it, if you're overweight, you do something, you lose the weight, and you don't do something about it, you don't change your lifestyle, it's still going to be the same. It's just going to mm-hmm. go back to square one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, like after you've spoke about this, this question came into my mind. So when people sign up for personal training classes, <clears throat> yeah. what are the three red flags you could see from a coach that you should stop? You know, <laughs> this coach is not going to be suitable for you. Uh, wait, wait, uh, uh, three red flags for? For a coach that is not suitable for your, you know, fitness goals or, or something that you want to achieve with your body. Yeah, okay. Um, so me and my mentor, Sebastian, we have this talking, right? If the coach can't do it, why? What, what, what makes him think that I, he can teach me to do it? Mm-hmm. Right? So let's right. say if I want body aestheticness, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to be aesthetic. I want to be like, let's say, Jordan Yeo. Right, mm-hmm. I want to look cool like that, you know, six pack and all that, big chest, you know. But if my coach is plump, you know, mm. would it help? Maybe not. Right, so that's one red flag. Secondly, is that the one that tells me, "Oh, um, you should try this supplement." I yeah. feel like uh, oh, okay. you're supplement to me. You're not. You're not really coaching me. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of wellness program going on. You know, like. And then end up, they're just selling supplements. I I hate that. I don't tell any of my clients to take supplements. I just tell them eat whole foods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number one on my list is eat well, train well, sleep well. That's it. Mm. You, you don't Good need advice. any supplement. Yeah. It's yeah. that simple. Mm-hmm. Right. And then um, I think I was posting about this on, on, on my Instagram earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And then another, another red flag that I, I really hate is like, oh, only like three spots left. What are you? Are you desperate? <laughs> you know, like, like I, I see this a lot. You know, like, um, mm-hmm. personal trainers giving out fifty percent discount. It's like, why would you give discount if you're really that hot? Why would you give discount? Mm-hmm. If you're really that right. good, like, like, how you say, will you really give out discount? I would never lower my value. There's a lot of people that came to me and said, like, oh, FS, your price is so expensive. Oh, no, it's not expensive. For the time. I share with you and the experience that I have, I don't think it's expensive. If you mm. think it's expensive, sorry, I'm not the coach for you. Mm. Yeah, I even rejected kids, you know, like like parents bring them mm-hmm. and say, that, oh, uh, I want my kids to train. And I just ask them one simple question first. Can you commit? Are you dedicated? Mm. If you're not, I don't think it's a good idea because I have this one kid, right? He's mm. 11 years old. For the past mm. three years, two years, he's always been crying, you know. Like, oh, uh, you know, he doesn't like to train, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. eventually, he, 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 he's so good now. He's so, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, he's 11 years old, but he's in adults class. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I think that's about it for my section. But if you have any more other questions, do leave it in a comment below. And I think FS will go through it later. So, Sans, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I just have one more question for yeah. FS, you know. You know, uh, realistic speaking a lot of us you know working adults we mm-hmm. have really, really busy schedule like me i have a busy schedule so it can be really hard for me to like you know squeeze out an hour or two hour a day to you know travel to the uh, gym to learn about martial arts you know what, what kind of advice do you have for working adults like uh, people that in in business or people who really have yeah. a very tight schedule like what, what what are the things that they can do or you know at least pick up martial arts you know, try to fit in their busy schedule. Yeah. So, well, if you have time, you can hire me to be a PT. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, if you do not have much time, I would strongly advise you to watch what you put into your body, mm-hmm. right? Which is eat in moderation, right? That's the most important part. If you can't exercise much, if you can't burn the calories that you eat, let's say you want to look aesthetic, you want to mm-hmm. be a bit healthier, you just got to watch what you put into your body first, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you're a busy person, okay, I pretty much you drive around, you 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 got to go to buildings to buildings or meet clients, right? So yes. walking more throughout the day definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Let's say if you have a pet, walk your pet, park your car mm-hmm. further away, use the stairs, you know? People are promoting that nowadays, like even in hospitals, even in buildings, you know, they're doing that, right? And mm-hmm. let's say if you are a parent and you have a kid, 
or you have kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Having outdoor activity with your kids is a really, really good idea because you spend time with your kids, right? And yep. you get some activity out there. So yeah, you can still stay fit. Maybe you can go for hiking. Maybe you can go for camping. You know, just don't sit in the cinema <laughs> while you start eating popcorn, right? Yeah. yeah. Or if you're a husband, right? Perhaps you can try helping your wife do some housework, mm-hmm. right? Do some cleaning and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So I think I think the advice is like you you first you are what you eat, right? So yes, whatever sir. you put into your body, you are going to become right. that kind of thing. And exactly. of course, this is also the same advice I have have for people. Like you you can park your car like so far away, like yeah. five hundred to a km away. Then yeah. you just walk because you you don't really get a lot of time walking if you don't really walk out. So yeah. you know, just park your car further away. Don't just park in front of the shop, lah. That will also help a lot of people. Don't don't double park, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, so so I think that's that's all the questions from my side. So I think Diana, you have uh something else for FS. Okay, yeah. Okay, this this question is like since you stopped training, like doing MCO, you stopped training, mm-hmm. and for it, it was like three to four months, if I'm not mistaken, like during that period when when no you know contact training it wasn't allowed at all. So yeah. for any members that are taking part in <clears throat> in major tournaments and all that, how are they coping with training right now? Like, is there a major difference between how much strength they have and stamina? Do they lose it or how does it go? Well, um, if, if, if a person is an athlete, I don't think this will be a problem because um, there's ways to maintain your muscle mass. There's ways to maintain your strength during mm-hmm. the MCO period, doing body weight exercise, endurance workouts, you know, like doing a lot of push up, a lot of squats, a lot of, a lot of sit-ups, will definitely help you to, you know, have some endurance. You won't lose that much of strength. Well, in fact, mm-hmm. um, my mentor, Sebastian, he talked about mm-hmm. this before. He was on The Star. Oh, okay. He, yeah, he had an article on The Star. And and actually, his advice was just do some bodyweight exercise, you know, stretch a little bit more, you know, do some mobility exercise. It will eventually get you to become stronger because you don't know what's restricting you to become stronger, right? But maybe you work mm-hmm. on your flexibility or your mobility, you eventually become stronger. Or you work on your stability, you become stronger. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah, plus uh, most events in Malaysia are currently on hold. Right? Yeah. And because of the government restriction and even worldwide, everywhere has no events. Even if there's events, mm-hmm. it's just locally, mm-hmm. you know, domestic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, I think everyone is picking it up and, and some students are competitive, but not all of them train. You know, but all of them train together, you know, be mm-hmm. they're competitive or not, they're all just training together, helping each other because, you know, in in, in the gym, in Team Armada, I always believe in going far together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't like to leave anyone behind. Like, I mean, like, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, let's go together. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So for anyone who... In, in, who is trained to become a professional martial artist or or to you know compete in martial arts? Is there any advice you want to give them, especially in your experience? Um. Well, I would just say trust your coaches. Mm. If you if you are a professional athlete, you have coaches. Your coaches are there for a reason. I I mm. I I'm currently looking for coaches too for myself right so i yeah. have um, Br- professor brunino which is my jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. coach melvin yeah. which is my striking coach and sebastian mm-hmm. which is actually coaching me on weightlifting and mm-hmm. now i don't have a recovery coach right uh, okay. so i actually use this uh like you know the fitness band like fitbit and morpheus yeah. and stuff like that yeah to track my recovery mm-hmm. right so i track my recovery to see how i feel that day mm-hmm. right and feel good i can train harder if i can then i i don't so basically don't neglect anything that your coaches say if your coach says that you need to rest take a break you know mm. or slow down or deload you know but mm-hmm. just just listen to your coach i think that helps like yeah like me this is my coach you see morpheus he's telling me I'm yeah. recovery <laughs> so i'm pretty good today so I'll, I'll train a little bit harder later yeah okay yeah. okay so all these kind of stats are actually very important for people who are professionals in, in martial arts. Yeah. I see. Okay. Um, so 
I think, let me see, like now we have, I mean, the government has just recently opened up, you know, contact training. And what yeah. can we look forward to from Team Amada, you know, in the next few months? Um, well, yeah, because like, like we mentioned earlier, uh, I was trying out on digital marketing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So during the first week after MCO, even though we had no contact, we cannot have contact during training, I managed mm-hmm. to have 20 trials coming in. Mm-hmm. Right until today, That's I still amazing, have yeah. yeah, I still have like 10, 15 trials every week, almost every mm-hmm. week. And mm-hmm. moving forward, I think you know I want to grow the team big. You know, like have a good team of people, a core team of people that is really you know looking very interested to 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 go further. And I'm very sure we're gonna bounce back like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. That 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 is very motivational, especially for people who are in you know in this industry and not not sure what to do, yeah. very lost. But I think what you're giving out there is very hopeful. So um, before we end this, are there any questions that we have from uh, our comments for FS to answer? But before we go into that, maybe you could give some advice for people that are fighting through their thoughts, especially whether quitting their profession, whether being it an engineer, a doctor, a lawyer, to go forward with their passion. What is that? As, as a, you know, someone that has experienced this whole journey before, what do you have to say to them? Um, okay. First and foremost, I would say this. Don't even think of starting if you're not ready to give your all. Mm. Yeah. If you're not ready to lose everything, don't start. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you 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 gotta really want it. You gotta be really all in, you know, to to really get there. I believe Sense will understand that as well. Yes. Yeah. You have to really like be ready. I think um last the last talk show that you have you had uh Winter right. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think he really gave his all. I, I see him on and off. He's always busy, you know, but he still makes time for training. You know, he still makes time for business, meeting new people. Always open to always open to, you know, feedbacks. I don't think like if anyone has anything to say to you, be good or bad, just listen, just listen and give your best. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's inspiring. I think this is something that we all can relate to, especially as, you know, people working in, in startups and entrepreneurs and people who are stuck in their job right now, in their engineering job or some lawyer or, or things that you don't feel happy doing from day to day basis. I think that's, that's very good advice. Like a, a yeah. soft slap in the face. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, even during the MCO, right? So I didn't have much to do. So mm. I actually just threw Netflix, you know, and I mm. think I would really recommend everyone to watch Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would yeah. really, really pick up something from there. I picked up a lot of things from there, even though just by watching a show, it, mm. it I got something out of it, which is really amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was okay. my favorite. Oh show as well uh, okay. I, think, I think I should go and watch too then maybe I will be an entrepreneur soon <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah okay so, uh, yeah that's actually one oh. one questions mm-hmm. uh, from Guoxing actually he, he was asking that can can they lose uh, fat in specific body parts by practicing martial arts okay um, let me clarify this there is no way you can lose fat specifically doing more sit up doesn't mean you will get more fat out of your tummy <laughs> it's, it's literally BS, right? Okay. Yeah. So um, losing fat, your body doesn't just, just work together as one, right? If I'm going to lose fat, I'm going to lose overall body fat. I cannot lose like, oh, my arms lose more fat. My, my tummy lose more fat. You will lose fat overall, correct? Mm-hmm. So I think that that was like what everyone wants, you know, do more sit up. I will get more, more, more fat loss in my, in my stomach. It's actually, it doesn't really, really work like that, right? If you do more sit-up, you're actually building more muscle on your stomach. That's it. In order to lose fat, you just have to be more, you know, you just got to watch your nutrition better. When you lose mm-hmm. your fat, right, and your muscle will show. And, but And when you lose fat, everything on your body will just shrink. It doesn't go like, you know, oh, my arms, I do more. This hand, this muscle will grow bigger, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the fat at that specific area will go lesser. And that's why you like, if you go on a scale, like they will tell you like body fat, right? You, you don't see people have, oh, my right hand is leaner than my left hand. Not, not necessarily. <laughs> like, if you are lean, you are lean, you know? Yeah. Okay. 
which, which means as long as you like eat right, exercise, you're going to lose fat throughout the whole body. You don't Correct. like specific this part and that part. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that's a good advice and good answer. Yeah, and, and also like um, if you're really looking to lose fat, you just got to build more muscles. Mm. The more muscle you have, the higher metabolic rate, your, your basal metabolic rate. So when you have a higher basal metabolic rate, well, this is more scientific, you actually burn more calories by doing nothing. Mm. right so maybe if i'm more muscular now i can be burning 2000 calories you know by doing nothing but on an i on, on an ideal situation ideal situation if i'm 1700 bmr i will only burn 1700 doing nothing if i get more muscle i'm 2000 i'll be burning 2000 doing nothing mm. yeah so, so building muscle is actually yes. another good way of losing fat yeah um, i think that's, that's the best way to lose fat mm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think I think a lot of women that they have misconception that oh I, I go to gym, I don't want to like build muscle. Actually, yeah, yeah actually, actually they uh, actually yeah, let me let me go on that. You know, like I was talking hmm. to this lot of people because I teach weightlifting as well. Oh right. Okay. I'm a certified PT for, for weightlifting as well for strength and conditioning. Hmm. So um you actually don't get big by lifting weights, you actually build more muscle. But when you're lifting weights, you actually get more hungry because you're exiting more energy than usual so when you get hungry what do you do eat. you eat right yeah. so you put the wrong thing in your body again you just gonna become a balloon mm. it's all about what you put into your body so for advice for women that wants to lift weights lift the weight but watch what you eat that's it it's mm. that simple lift it right eat right sleep right that's it yeah yeah, yeah. so okay. Diana, you yeah, I'm very inspired now. Later, I'm going to the gym. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, uh, I think we can see there are a few comments on uh, people, you know, commenting, get fit, get fit. Maybe we can do the honor of announcing the winners, Sans. Okay, so uh, I need a few minutes to, to go through the comments. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. okay. Uh, I think since you are going through the comments, yeah. I I have a, a like a a question for uh, FS like yeah. what have you like you've been in this industry for so many years have you seen an increase of women being in martial arts nowadays oh uh in my gym I actually have like forty to fifty percent about there wow. I think the statistic is there is females mm -hmm. yeah um. I think it's a really, really inspiring thing for female to do it. Like if you're stressed or you're just thinking too much, you, you come to the gym, you do martial arts, you just focus your, your, your attention span on martial art. You mm -hmm. don't overthink, you don't get depressed. You know, it just makes you mentally more healthy. I mm -hmm. think mental health is, is like, I, I, I used to neglect it, but I really see the beauty of it now. Like mm -hmm. I even have students that has mental health issues back then, mm -hmm. but seeing how martial art has helped them, I I really want to do more to help people out there. Mm. Yeah. I think it's generally for, for everyone going into martial arts or even fitness itself helps a lot in terms of our mental and also physical health. Yeah, exactly. Our mindset and everything. That's cool. Yeah. So um like yeah. during during your referees, what are the most interesting experiences you you have, you know, had before? Oh, being a referee? Mm -hmm. I, I I'm actually really 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 proud to to be able to judge for Fakan Harun, a mm -hmm. Malaysia's pro boxer, during his unification title belt between uh for WBC and WBA in yeah. Johor, right? Mm -hmm. So he's a Johorian. I was I I was born in Selangor, but I grew up in Johor, and I grad oh. I, I finished my high school in Johor. Yeah, and Fakan is actually my senior, mm -hmm. right? But being an unbiased judge. He won the fight and it was really, really beautiful to watch like the first Malaysian to actually create history by being a unification champion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. It sounds yeah. amazing. But you know, in the process of refereeing, do you get haters? Mm, well, it depends. During referee, yeah. They'll be like, boo, and all that referee, yeah. don't block me. You know, like, man, I'm just trying to do my job. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Right? Do they blackmail yeah. you at all or threaten you? Uh, no, I, we have we have a special room to keep ourselves safe. Mm. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. That, that that's like before and after the match. Yes, correct. 
Oh, interesting. Maybe, yeah. maybe one day you should do a vlog on, on your referee, you know. Yeah, yeah, probably we can do that too. Go through that. Yeah, yeah, that'll be yeah. interesting. If you want him to do the video comment, please do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, we, yeah. so we, we have the winners here that we picked from the comments. So uh, there, there are three people, so I'm going to leave it at the comment here. The first winner is Kasava Raj. Okay. Second winner is Shah. Shah. Shah, you get Shah the Shi Mirai Man. Yeah. yeah. And the last winner is Yi Cher. Yeah. So so please uh the, the winners please DM us at uh Jumix page. Then we will collect your uh, information and then pass it to Team Armada and you will get your free classes for the whole week. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. So uh, I think we've come to the end of this live stream. Thank you so much, FS, for sharing all no this. You know, it's, it's very, very insightful. And I'm sure a lot of listeners has, have learned a lot of things from fitness and health and how not to judge the book by its cover, for sure. Yeah. And um, I think that's about it for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening and tuning in to our live stream at After 5 at Jumix, although... It's only 5.01 right now, <laughs> but let's count that as after 5, okay? So uh, right. do follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, I, I'm Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere you can find us. You can go on TikTok as well, YouTube. So if you missed this episode, don't worry. Send it to your friends when it's, you know, this video will be here on our page forever, hopefully, and also on, on the other uh, podcasting channel. So Follow uh, Team Armada as well on their Facebook and Instagram and also go to check out their website. They have like classes, their timetables. And if, if you have any questions you want to ask, ask, ask yourself, just go to him. I'm sure he is more than happy yeah. to answer you. So yeah, uh, thank you everyone. And I am signing out. Yes, right, thank you. Okay, thank right. you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.